Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I'm so sorry you weren't able to see us a minute ago where Ashley was seemingly uh, refilming the raptor scene from Jurassic Park as she tore into an empanada as if it were trying to bite her face or something. It was spectacular. Jeff, your thoughts on empanada gate? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know when I'll recover. That was, uh, that was. You so- know what it was like? It was like watching Animal Planet. I was like, "There's Ashley. She's in her natural environment, feasting on the, on the empanada." It was amazing. In her natural environment in D.C., unsure where her next meal may come from. Hormones are at wild. The empanada truck sits at bay I in front of I- her apartment building. I mean, I wasn't even joking. I still don't know what an empanada is. I, I, I guess maybe we have them here in Indianapolis, but I, I, I don't even know. I didn't even know what they were. But it looked delicious, even though I thought it was fried chicken. But it did look really, really delicious. It's great because my blood sugar is up. All right. Well, today our excitement is up as we are joined by Melissa Washington. She's a Navy veteran, CEO and founder of the Women Veterans Alliance. She's a disabled veteran, small business owner, speaker, entrepreneur, author and award winner who's connecting women veterans across the nation. Of course, we are celebrating Women's History Month. Um, Melissa proudly served in the Navy and rather than shoulder the burden of a dual service family, she decided to leave the military earlier to pursue a career while her husband spent 21 years on active duty in the Marine Corps. She earned a bachelor's degree in business management and transitioned into a successful career in recruiting and human resources for more than 10 years, working for both boutique agencies and global Fortune 500 companies. She also authored a book, Get Back to Work, Smart and Savvy Real-World Strategies to Make Your Next Career Move. She's been featured literally everywhere, including on Dr. Phil and Sirius, CBS, everywhere. Uh, Her husband of 25 years, Jared, is a retired Marine who served in combat in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and Operation Iraqi Freedom, and they are the proud parents to Maya. Melissa is also the daughter of a Bronze Star Army Vietnam War veteran, and she's the granddaughter of World War II Army Air Corps Air Force veteran um, who served with the 509th Bomb Squad. Uh, She's also a member of the American Legion of the Department of California, and I think you're really going to enjoy what she has to say. So let's do a quick commercial break uh, while Ashley scarfs down Lord knows what else. And we will be right back with Melissa. Challenge accepted. Delete, delete. The restaurant industry is a great place to pursue your passion while building a career at the same time. If you like to cook, enjoy being part of a team and show off your skills, sign up today for Restaurant Recruit. Restaurant Recruit will directly connect you to restaurant companies looking to hire great military talent and willing to invest in your career. Sign up if you're a veteran, a military spouse, or are getting ready to transition out of the service and are ready for your next big move. It's free and easy. Just go to chooserestaurants.org slash restaurantsrecruit to get started on a future in restaurants. 
All right, and now we are joined by Melissa Washington, and thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us today. And we're going to begin, as usual, with Miss Ashley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Channel my inner Elvis today. Feeling, feeling good. So, Melissa, a few years ago, I remember I kind of had, I'd stumbled upon the Women Veterans Alliance, and I remember finding you through Veterati and scheduling a call with you. And this is actually several years ago now, which is, which is wild, because, dang girl, look at you go, like, just watching you on social media. So kudos to everything you're doing with the Women Veterans Alliance. I wanted to dive in for listeners a little bit more about your motivations for starting the Women Veterans Alliance, a little bit of your, your service background, and how that all kind of came together and wrapped with a bow, if you will, and how you're doing today. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll, let's take it back 20 plus years when I was in the military. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I served in the United States Navy, and um, this was in the early 90s, and my time was spent on ships, but actually even before women were allowed on combatant ships. So my first ship was a rescue salvage ship out of Little Creek, Virginia, and did a six-month Mediterranean cruise deployment. Um, and then I was able to get stationed in San Diego on board the um, USS Acadia, which is a destroyer tender. And we did a six-month Westpac. Um, and part of that time, uh, we spent in Somalia as well as the Persian Gulf. So I spent Christmas of 93 anchored off the coast of Somalia. Um, but so in after boot camp in uh, the Navy, we go to A school. And so in my A school, I, I met this Marine and we hooked up and then he went his way. I went my way. And um, it was decided upon that, hey, you know what? We want to get married. But he is the Marine that was always wanted to be Marine his entire life and was going to be in the Marine Corps and retire. That's him, not me. So in um, 1994, um, at the time, President Clinton was downsizing the military. And I raised my hand and I said, I'd like to get out early. Um, so, of course, with anything in the military, it's not an easy process. So it was a lengthy process, but it finally happened. And I always like to share my transition story as I walked off the ship. 30 days later, I married him and 30 days later, he deployed. And we've been married for 26 years. Wow. Um, so, so with that, um, being a veteran, which I really, you know, when you transition to the military, are you a veteran? You're not a veteran? You know, when I got out, my husband, my dad, he's a veteran. I mean, he was in Vietnam. I mean, he's the poster child for a Vietnam veteran, wears his hat and everything. And it, then I became a Marine Corps wife. I mean, that was part of my identity was being a spouse. So, you know, he, he stayed in. He retired after 21 years in the Marine Corps. And um, we were in Southern California, transitioned up to Northern California. And one of the things that I was looking for was opportunity to network with other women veterans in a professional network setting. As I come from corporate America, um, and I, I couldn't find one, I called around. Um, there are the traditional veteran organizations, such as the American Legion, um, but that's particularly was I was not looking for. Um, so I started my own. I got about 20 women together at El Torito's in Sacramento, January 2015. And that's, that's where it started. Wow, that's incredible. I am, as a fellow mill spouse, as a veteran who is also kind of made that transition and trying to figure out what group is the best fit for you, it is so inspiring that you were just like, you know what? I don't see something I necessarily like at this moment. I'm going to just do, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to make something that works for me and my community. And I love it. That's fantastic. 
Thank you. Well, I will, uh, I will jump in with, uh, I haven't, uh, I didn't uh, go online and schedule a call with you because I didn't know who you were. Although I imagine <laughs> it was amazing because I already know that you're awesome for finding love for a Marine. It can be tough out there for, <laughs> for the devil dogs. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, because I'm unfamiliar, can you explain to me in full crayon, what it is that your organization <laughs> does. Absolutely. So um, when I started the organization, it was it was just a third Thursday of the month, let's get together, have a speaker, we'll get together. But then it continued to grow because I didn't realize the need that's here in the community locally for women that wanted something like this. Now we are a national organization um, bottom line, we're connecting women with resources and with each other. I mean, to give women an environment where they can ask another woman veteran um, for help, whether it's you know starting a business, getting her connected to resources, and most importantly, which I'm sure you guys know, is getting our veterans connected with their benefits. Um, and, and that's such a big, still such a big gap um, when it comes to benefits, and even more so with women or the hesitation or not even identify themselves with as a veteran. So to be able to fill that gap. Um, and to be that network, that navigator to help women. And the thing is, too, is not only just helping women, I help their, her parents, I help her husband, I help her daughter, I help her sister, I help her friend. So anyone that gives us a call, we can help them and have that resource for someone to be able to, to help them out. You know, I got a call not that long ago from a, a mom and said, you know what, um, I found your website. My daughter's been on the couch for three months. I don't know what to do with her. I mean, and she was genuinely, she did not know what to do. So to be able to connect another army veteran with another army veteran to be able to talk to her. So it's just, you know, it's little, just those little things, right? That um, to be that resource and to be able to help her and her family. Outstanding. And there's a lot more. Yes. I, that's, that's all outstanding, uh, affecting lives in such a positive way and doing it nationally and, uh, it's it's awe-inspiring so thank you for the, your service before and your service now appreciate that thank you i think one of the biggest problems we have as veterans is something you mentioned it's kind of marrying up the actual veteran with the benefits that are out there whether it's through the va and everything else and part of the problem with that is the publicity aspect of it getting to the veterans now, I did notice from your bio that you've, you've managed to get just about everywhere. You've been on Dr. Phil and you've been on some of these other big programs. What, what can you tell us? Like, what is your goal when you appear on a Dr. Phil or on a CNN or something else? To bring awareness. I mean, the first thing is, one, bring awareness that women serve because there's still some people still don't get that women serve in the military. That's the first thing. Um, so once you bring that awareness then you're planting that seed, right? So maybe that it's not a woman that you're planting the seed. Maybe it's someone else in the community. So if we can start planting those seeds, but also to changing the narrative when it comes to veterans, you know, for a long time, there's such that negative narrative out there um, and making sure that we're having a positive narrative as far as yes, veterans do kill themselves. Yes. Veterans feel isolated. Yes. Veterans have depression. There's, you know, PTS, MST. But, you know, how, you know, we need to make sure that there's services and programs to be able to help our veterans, but that doesn't hold them back from being successful business owners, from being, you know, 
being that um, going to school, getting their master's degree. So it's just letting them know. And then also, too, as far as their benefits, you know, just, you know, when you think of benefits, a lot of people think, what's well, the VA health care? Why? I don't need that VA. But what about the home loan program? You know, what about, you know, here in California, we have a, a college fee waiver for um, dependents. So your kids can go to school for free. So it's just these little things, right? If we can just, again, there's just those little seeds because they may not need it today, but you know, maybe a couple years, like, oh yeah, I remember I heard somebody say something about these benefits. And you have to, you know, when you share these benefits, right? Even when you go through tap class, other stuff, there's such a fire hose of information coming out there and you're only taking what's applicable to you now. So again, if we can just put that little information out there and about our organization, you know, and again, going back, I get calls not only just associated with women veterans, just veterans in general. I, you know, I get spouses that call me. I, you know, I'm a military spouse. I get it. You know, it doesn't matter. Call and let's let's get you connected um, to whomever. And I like to do warm handoffs. I don't like to say, well, call 1-800 and press this number. I want to be able to connect them directly with someone who can help them where they're at. Yeah, one of the, one of the big problems that I've seen, and I know it was the case with me too, is that when you are transitioning, your focus is on getting out as fast as humanly possible and making it as easy as humanly possible. And that might not, like, you know, when I was transitioning out, my mind was not on buying a house. Uh, there was a there was a lapse. Like, I had a life to lead before that was, you know, I was not in a place to do that. And so I think that that's important is to keep bringing these kinds of things up. So I'm wondering what 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 is the most like what's the most common thing you hear from people? Is it is there like a recurring theme over and over, or do you run the gamut? I didn't know I qualified for that. I didn't know that was part of what I get. I, you know, we still have women that don't identify themselves as veterans. I mean, you can ask them if they served in the military; they'll say yes, but they may not identify as a veteran. So then they don't feel that they qualify for benefits. And that's just not, I mean, that's just even just veterans in general. I think that's, you say, well, I didn't know I, I could qualify for that. And then you can transform their lives. I mean, just by whether connecting them to their, you know, disability or home loan. I mean, there's so much benefits that we have. And granted, there should be more benefits for us. And it should be a lot easier for us to access those benefits, which is a frustration for me because it's not, you know, and I think, and I think, well, I know there's assumption that civilians have that think you automatically get all these wonderful benefits when you get out. Well, guess what? You got to go and apply, and you got to work for those benefits. They automatically just don't give them to you. Um, so again, it's also, you know, making the change too is the way the civilians think of us as well, because we need them to help us. I mean, we're only at seven percent of the population as veterans, so the another ninety-three percent, we need also them to be educated and understand. And even if they don't understand, know where to point someone to. Um, and a common thing, too, is I find is civilians to say, oh, just go to the VA. They can help you. Well, if I go to the VA for the hospital, how are they going to help me find a job? You know, and so that's why I think it's important for veteran service organizations to be out in the community to be that resource and that connector for our veterans. Um, because sometimes it's immediate need. They can't wait, you know, two or three days. They need that immediate need. All right. All right, well, let's take our quick commercial break, and we'll be right back in a second with Melissa Washington. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge, and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org 
forward slash service officers. All right, we are back with Melissa Washington, and we are on our second round of uh, our crossfire here with her. And Ashley, you can go first. All righty. So next set of questions. So 2021, the unconference. Am I saying that correctly? The unconference? Tell me more about this, you know, restore your soul theme that you have for Tropicana Las Vegas, October 8th and the 10th, correct? You got it right. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us more. Absolutely. So this is our sixth um, event. This is our signature event that we hold every year. Unfortunately, last year we had to postpone it. Um, and people say, well, why is it called the unconference? And the reason it is, it's not your typical conference. Um, there are different things that we happen at our conference that don't happen at a typical conference or convention. Uh, one of those is we provide childcare, as that is one of the biggest barriers for women to attend things is having someone to watch the kiddos. And we don't want that to be a reason or excuse for her not to come to be able to restore her soul for that weekend. So bring them, we'll feed them, we'll give them activities. They'll be close, but not too close um, for the weekend. And with that, we start on Friday night. We have our opening session. And that evening, we have our mix and mingle. Every year, it's a different theme. We've had a Roaring Twenties theme. We've had a decade theme. This year, it'll be um, dressed as someone famous. You know, we are in Las Vegas. Um, it's a fun night. And then Saturday morning, you know, it's our typical conference. You know, you've got the onstage sessions. we got different breakout sessions. Um, but also what makes our conference unique is... One, we will bring in massage therapists. We brought in horses for equine therapy. Uh, we've partnered with the VA. As long as they have flu shots, we bring the VA van in there, and people are able to get their flu shots there. Um, so there's a lot of different things that we have. We have a new clothing boutique, um, so women can leave their brand-new clothing. We don't accept used clothing. Women will take a brand-new, nice-quality piece of outfit that she'll be actually be styled by a stylist um, there as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of different things that are happening. We do wine tasting. We've done painting classes. Um, this year we'll probably have like a dance class. I don't know what kind of dance yet. Um, but just, you know, taking all these things. And one of the reasons that I designed it that way is as women, we're busy, right? And we're busy filling everyone's else cup. We don't, we don't put us first when it comes to that, um, filling our cup. So why not help her just give her that massage that she's been wanting to get for so long. Give her that acupuncture. You know, she's been wanting to take this art class or even just getting the flu shot. So if we could get those things checked off her list and then maybe she goes back home, she's like, oh, you know what? I, I tried um, equine therapy. I want to find it in my local community. Where can I find that? You know, that we do have exhibitors there. Uh, we have a bookstore. We have, we bring our store there. We have author panels. So there's a lot of stuff happening. And Saturday night is um, our small business awards presentation. And that um, is something that we've did since 2018. I also started Women Veterans Giving, which is our nonprofit partner. So I have two organizations. And Women Veterans Giving since 2018 has given over $10,000 to women veterans to start or expand her business. Hopefully this year we'll be able to raise enough money to give her $5,000. So we will present her with a $5,000 check. I always let women know, hopefully you have the bank app on your phone so you can deposit it right there. And however you need to infuse that money into your business, you can get it done right there. So in addition to that small business award, we also um, give our applicants coaching. They get to be on webinars, workshops. Our top five finalists were in a master, they have a mastermind group that they formed. And the reason I started that um, 
the small business world, is there such a gap when it comes to funding for our veterans, when it comes to business entrepreneurship and me being a small business owner? So it's a, it's a fun weekend. I mean, you got to pack a, you know, semi-formal outfit. You're going to pack a, you know, costume if you want to dress up. It's business casual. So it's, it's a fun weekend where women laugh, where they cry. Spouses can come. You know, anyone that supports women veterans, active duty guard and reserve, come on out to Las Vegas. Well, I'm super excited, and I also know that you're looking for conference uh, speaker submissions, too, so I did see that on social media, so I will be checking that out, and I encourage all of our listeners to get over to the womenveteransalliance.org and check that out. Check out the 2021 Unconference Restore Your Soul, and this looks like an amazing event, and I'm actually thinking actively, like, if I were to go, what celebrity would I dress up as? So many options. So many uh, options. Oddly, I was thinking that if Ashley goes, you could take my children with you. So kind of, I would be okay loaning my children to you for a couple of days. All right, Jeffrey, you, you are up. Look at the notes he's got here. I always have... I'm always doing stuff. I try to be Should prepared. I be worried? <laughs> no, I try to be prepared when I have people who've done so much and I've done so little. So I have to, uh, I have to, I have to up my game. So we talked a little bit about, uh, you've talked a little bit about benefit connection being super important, and I'd love to hear how you feel the veteran service organizations, especially the one nearest and dearest to our hearts, the American Legion, how we are doing in that area and how we can assist veterans and more specifically women veterans in our mission uh, and, and how you think we're doing. So doing this is awesome. And then you have Ashley on here. So, I mean, you, you've got a, a perfect, perfect, I mean, Awesome so one choice. step, one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> oh, it's not that. <laughs> you know what? You're you're the one who's usually getting your ego fed. You just let me have this, okay? You just let me Whoa. have this. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Melissa. Good. I I'll appreciate. I'll you. give you some more love, Ashley. Give me some more love. Uh, All of the love. Of love oh, she gets. Love. She gets yeah, so much not, love. Oh, let's come not, on. Hey. <laughs> I, I hear Sarah McLaughlin music in the background as she sits there on oh. weepy eye. Stop. Stop. So, back to... Uh, back to... What, back I to the 102-year-old American Legion. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, th I think with anything, there's room for improvement, especially when it comes to an organization that is old. Um, and sometimes with the members being old, I think it, a lot of times it's a mindset. Um, and... And me personally, having walked into whether a VFW post or American Legion post, sometimes not feeling welcome or uncomfortable or being directed to the kitchen um, with the assumption that, granted, I am the spouse, but I'm coming there as the veteran. So, you know, I, I think, too, it's it's partnerships. And I think that's so important, too, is to partner with other organizations. And I'm going to give you a fantastic example because I also want to promote what we're doing. Um, so where I, where I live in um, near Sacramento, I have our organization has partnered with our local um, Lincoln because um, I live in the city of Lincoln, American Legion Post, VFW, Semper Fi Association, and some others to build a memorial in our city, a veterans memorial. So and I feel so proud about that because here you can say here are all these veteran organizations that are partnering together for one 
cause and that's to create this memorial and anyone can purchase a plaque so i think too when we can come out in the community and come together um I, you know I, I do encourage people you know women to become we need more women in the legion and the vfw and vets i mean dav we, we need more women but also too we also want to make sure that they're feeling welcome and there's not a, an automatic assumption and also doing activities you know if you look at a lot of the the veterans, a lot of times they work. I mean, they're not able to do something at noon event that they're having. And of course, it's usually the retirees that show up. So I think just understanding your community better and understanding the benefits that are that are out there and, and be more accommodating to 2021 and, and what that um, that population of veterans looks like today. Cool, cool, cool. And so while you're promoting, I want to make sure that we get your website and things out there. I don't know if we've explicitly said www.women's, nope, not women's, www.womenveteransalliance.org. And uh, Super super Hooper, (laughs) wow, I'm getting really basketball on the mind. Super producer Holly will make sure that that is in the show notes. And on that, I see that you also have written a book. Yes. It looks like you you just, I'm, I'm sorry, this is, it's an embarrassment of accomplishments, but could you, while you're while you're basking in the glow of being awesome, could you tell? Whoop! Can you tell us a little bit about uh-oh, your book while uh-oh. I fix my set? You see your ball <laughs> tipped over. <laughs> right. well, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, so, so yeah, so I published a book um, called "Get Back to Work: Smart and Savvy Real World Strategies to Make Your Next Career Move." And I published that book because I was laid off back in um, 2009 when the, the big recession hit. And I formed a job seekers group to help job seekers find work and ended up involving into a book. And I also teach LinkedIn workshops, which I still do today, um, which is also part of my book. So I just I, I made the book for anyone who's looking to make their next career move. And, and the reason I called it Get Back to Work is not Get Back to a Job. Because the same way that small business owners have to find businesses and clients is the same way people have to look for jobs. It's branding yourself, marketing yourself. It's the same thing, and all that's included in the the book as well. Probably soon I'll have it like here instead of Robert's Rules of Order. So Literally anything would be better. So, yeah, we'll we'll square that away. And I apologize if you can hear my little ones out there who seem to be – not eager to go to nap time because I can hear them through my noise canceling headphones. Uh, but actually, the question I had it would dealt with the um, and your entrepreneur with women's uh, businesses and small businesses. What are some of the success stories you've had with those with some of those businesses? Do you have any that really stand out to you that you're like, wow, that is a that's a novel idea or something that's uh, what kind of a who won the award last year? I guess is essentially what we're going for. Absolutely. So we've had um, four winners since then, since that time. So um, actually one of the, um, she was, I keep forgetting like last year. I don't know. Do you guys do that? I just, it's like, yeah. I say last year, I mean, I mean 2019, but no, I'm, I mean, just you know, skipped to I mean 19. 2000... <laughs> I don't, 2020, what? what? No. Yes. So, um, so one of our 2019 winners, um, she's actually now opened up her own um, boutique store. Um, on on a street in her city. So she's got her own boutique and she was one of our um, winners. She had it started with the online boutique and now has transitioned into a main street shop, um, which is good. You know, and a a lot of them are just, whether it's 
a lot of it was just helping them come up with maybe that's a good idea, maybe it's not a good idea, or how to, because, you know, so many people, they want to do all these things, but understand what the work is, or someone says, you know what, I'm going to start now and get business with the government. Well, you know, it takes work to do that. You're not just going to start, you know, set up your website, and now you're going to do business. That, But to be able to have someone to walk them through it, and to be able to ask them, you know, to, to be a resource to ask them questions. I mean, sometimes I'll get a, a email, it's like, how do I set up my EIN, my employer identification number? Well, here's how you do it. Just basic things that we can help her her with that and then get connect get her connected with the resources whether it's SBA or um, IVMF or VBOX I mean just all these and also for opportunity maybe she wants to go and pitch her business well how does she do that where does she do that let's connect her with those um, opportunities and, and I think I saw somewhere else that you were involved in a program that uh, like and I, I couldn't find it I was looking around but this is what a woman veteran looks like Tell us just a little bit about that because I've seen that before and I, and I love that idea because that goes back to communicating the message. Yeah, there's a lot of women veterans out there and I, I, we've talked about it before. Women veterans meld into the larger population of women better than men. I, Jeff and I walk down the street, we scream veterans. I mean, we just kind of look like it, you know, we could, we could, we could be very easily stereotyped. It's probably that we walk with our hands like this and it tend into, you know, like, but I love the idea of doing the whole, uh, this is what a women veteran. So talk about that just briefly, if you would. Absolutely. Um, so back in 2015, I was um, speaking with some friends of mine who own a photography company and we were talking about it. And I've, you know, I mentioned, I said, you know, I've gotten questionable. Well, what does a woman veteran look like? Well, she looks like me. She could look like her. I mean, because again, we don't have that look. I mean, you look at my husband and you could say, okay, he was in the military, but don't ask him if he was in the army because he gets very offended. But right, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the joy. So, but right. Cause guys, most of them have a look. We don't, I mean, what's our look. So, and how do we, become, and that's the thing is too, when we're in the military, we're so recognizable, right? Because sometimes we're the only woman in the unit or in, then you come out and then we're unrecognized. You know, you a, a woman wears that army t-shirt and they say, oh, you know, is your husband overseas? Or no, it's my t-shirt. So it's, how do we change that? Um, so we started the, what does a woman veteran look like? They started with portraits of 10 local women. Um, the women shared their stories, fantastic stories. Um, love to be able to share some eventually, you know, with you guys. I mean, and it became a book. So the first 10 are in a book and there's also portraits. And there's another, another 10. So we have 20 women right now, two books. The plan was to launch another 10 last year, but with COVID, we had to push everything back. So women that are in here are, you know, women that are, their moms are going to school. There might be business owners. They might be retirees. So it's just a reflection of our society. And that's who we are, right? We're a reflection of society. And for people to hear their stories and understand why women do that or or the pain of having to leave your baby at home, you know, three months or so and then having to come back and they, they scream because they don't know who you are. I mean, there's these things that women make that sacrifice for and it's good for our community to see that. So with that, um, we they have these big portraits that they have and we've done displays um, a couple years ago for the first two weeks at the Sacramento City Hall and the Rotunda were all the portraits of the women. And what was really cool about that is one of the women, her son just so happens they were going on a field trip that week, his school to City Hall. So he got to see and show the kids, his mom, 
here, there, um, on there. And it, and it's been in colleges, it's been in other places. And, you know, I know there's also other, um, similar programs that are out there when it comes to women. The I'm Not Invisible campaign for the Center for Women Veterans, um, which is, they're, they're looking at putting, um, and I don't, Ashley, were you in, I'm sure you were in there. Yes, yes, I've, uh, I've been photographed. I know, uh, I think last year for uh, MOA's issue of uh, their magazine, they had, I remember Center for Women Veterans reached out to me. They go, hey, we're looking for some employees who took this picture. Would you be cool if, like, we used your photo in this hour? I was like, okay, cool. But love the program. Very much so connected with Center for Women Veterans. They're doing some great stuff. Um, it's unique now to be on, like, the other side with, the, like, the VA aspect and, like, be behind the fence and be like, hey, Here's some cool things we can do. Eh? But yes, to your point, yes. I'm familiar with that program. Well, and I'm hearing if, if I could jump in for one second, Mr. CV. Yes, uh, sir. I you should bring your show down to Hollywood and I'll and I'll tell you why. I was I was at an audition last year, the definition of last year that we're using now, which is 2019. <laughs> and <laughs> There was, it was for veterans. They wanted real veterans uh, for some commercial. And I knew somebody who worked in casting and he's a veteran. And he was so upset when I talked to him later because he, he told me that these were actual veterans and some other person in charge of casting was especially talking about the women. Oh no, she doesn't look like a veteran. She's too pretty. <gasps> She doesn't look like what? a veteran. She's a little overweight. She doesn't look like a veteran. She's too short. So I mean, and if so, that kind mm. of that kind of uh, education could probably be really helpful because every person and every person has the everybody has their stereotypes of they even have stereotypes of what male veterans look like probably, but it's. So it's so pervasive because the growth of women in the military is is relatively recent. I mean, it, they they've been they've served obviously in forever, but it's now we're we're hearing stories, uh, we're hearing more stories, and we're hearing more stories of uh, combat situations and uh, amputees and, and 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 things like that. So the stereotypes need to kind of go away. Uh, there they need are, to go away. They need to go away. I mean, let's I, just affirm yeah. it. Like they need I to go away. Yeah. I said that. You said maybe. No, I. Oh, I'm, I I'm teasing. I'm teasing you, Jeff. I'm teasing. So they, they do. They to. they need to go no, away, but they I, need a they need a Pied Piper to bring their brains along on the journey. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe you might be the one. Hey, I, I would love to. You know, we unfortunately we all don't look like Demi Moore and GI Jane, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not the uh, yeah. thing. Let's you know. <laughs> Not me, but again, it's just changing that, right? It's, it's, or the challenge of, you know, hearing um, a friend of mine, retired Marine in an interview being challenged that she wasn't in the Marine Corps, you know? So there's just, yes. And I've had that, you know what, and Mm. me and other, and I know other women have had that you're too pretty to, to serve. I mean, some of it was probably just, you know, but it's like, but how, you know, how can we change that? And that's what why happened we have to, to that, get out there. What happened to that interviewer that questioned the Marine? Did he recover? <laughs> no, she walked out. Oh. No, she walked out. Good for her. You don't want to work in a place that isn't going to acknowledge no. your service and contributions. It's just, that's unrealistic, and you don't want to be a part of culture like that. 
I mean, no, you're, you're spot Agreed. on. I know what it's like to be told, oh, you don't look like a veteran. And I'm like, what the hell is a veteran supposed to look like? Because I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm the veteran here, right? And Melissa, I'm sure you've had your bouts where you've been Veterans Day and you're with your husband, right? I'm a military spouse as well. I know what it's like when they, you know, they reach across to you and you're like, what? Like, there's just this level of unknown, right? This, I'd say like ignorance, but it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So for a lot of our, our civilian counterparts that just don't, see us like that is my challenge to women for you know like be loud be proud tell people like be like oh yeah thanks it was a pleasure we both love serving that is my favorite catch-all when people are like reaching for my husband's hands i go oh thank you yeah you know did i ever tell you the story how i recruited my husband Hmm. yeah good stuff but and I, it's, I, no I yeah i agree and i have the perfect story so we were at a Veterans Day appreciation event, and I had my women veteran hat on, sh- shirt on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, Jeff will get this. So my husband, he had his um, SFMF shirt on. Um, and, of course, average Joe is not going to know what that means. The woman, she, the lady, she tramples over me to thank him for his service because she automatically assumed we are at this event that he is the veteran. He is, but he didn't have anything identifying because she wouldn't have known what that means. Which for, to be on this call, it's Semper Fi, my friend. But for others, they know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just that thing. It's like, how do we, how do we change that? Um, and my dad is, he's great about that. Because, you know, like I said, he's the poster child. So anytime I'm with him, they're like, oh, sir, thank you for your service and this and that. And then, and then one time happened, he's like, oh, my daughter served too. And then they turn back to him, well, sir, well, you know, what did you do in Vietnam? I mean, they just like totally just, they didn't, they bypassed it. So I think that's important too, that we have our brothers also need to support us too, not just when it comes to the recognition, but just when it comes to just in general as being veterans, as us being as one, um, as, as veteran and, and, and helping and helping each other and supporting each other and having each other's back. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. We hope uh, we do open a few eyes so that uh, nobody tramples over you again to get to your husband. Uh, that's, that's, that's never a good look. So, But we very much appreciate your time, Melissa, and uh, we will have links uh, to your bio and to your website. And uh, hopefully if our people have any questions, they can reach out to you. But again, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you all. I greatly appreciate it. All right, so we are back after talking to Melissa and Ashley. Since you went first, let's I guess start with you. What what are your uh, what are your thoughts on what she had to say? You know, I have been watching Melissa grow this organization for a while now, and to to follow her, to hear about the stories of the women that she's helping and inspiring. I hope that our listeners can take away and check out her website, check out her resources, and. Um, you know, and, and I, to be honest with you, she's an impressive individual. I, I'm super fangirl right now, like complete fangirl. Like she's amazing. I'm so glad that we had her on here today to talk about all the cool stuff that she's doing. So my big takeaway is that, you know what? There are women out there who are rising up, standing up, making their voices heard, and they're out there supporting other women. And also that, you know, women are veterans too, and let's crush the stereotypes and let's 
let's bring it back full circle. So, Jeffrey, I'm trying to figure out the full circle part there, but I will agree with everything else that you said. And you know, just from just from being here in this environment that I live in in Los Angeles, where aesthetics are so pervasive here, right? And and the, her project of what does a woman veteran look like really. Uh, it's not her. I don't know. I don't remember if it was her project or a project that she worked with. But regardless, the end result is is that something uh, that I'm taking away from that is is that we have these biases of aesthetics that don't fit reality. And I feel like she is someone who can speak to that and make broader change, not just in the the veteran to veteran sphere, but in the veteran to entertainment sphere, which obviously uh, I rub shoulders with far too often. So it's uh, it was it was good to hear that, and I hope that the message can um, can escape into you know those realms. I, I don't know what your reference was about a Pied Piper for the brain, uh, I, but I, I would do a shout out to one of my top five women in the world right now. Uh, because it is Women History Month, and I would say Super Producer Holly does far more than anyone else I know at actually f- featuring women and people, uh, minorities and people of color and everything else in the magazine. And I agree with you guys entirely that that's the way we're going to change the stereotype is you can't do it subtle approach anymore. You got to just keep pounding on it because people are not going to get it. You're always going to have a group of people who are going to, you know, like she said, run her over to get to her husband. But I will say that the American Legion staff at National Headquarters literally goes out of our way to try to reinforce the image that, yes, women are veterans too, and we try to pound that. And in terms of, you know, how badass women are, like uh, I've always said, like uh, Leanne Hester, the first Silver Star recipient, uh, is she's far more heroic than 99.9% of the people that I've ever met. And, and it, when people say, you know, women aren't doing all these things. Yeah, they're, they're doing, they're doing it. I mean, she was firing machine guns at point blank and wipe people out. So yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep working on that. But anyway, I think it was a very positive show and I'm glad we had her on. So guys, until next week, I will see you later. Ashley, I uh, hope you get to have, uh, second breakfast next so uh all right guys we'll see you in a week bye